In the beginning, there was darkness. A void waiting to be filled with the echoes of destiny. From the depths of time, legends emerged. Heroes forged in the fires of adversity, their stories etched in the fabric of eternity. Through the sands of ancient deserts, across the vast expanse of galaxies, and amidst the tumultuous waves of the ocean, their journeys began. But amidst the chaos, there arose a whisper, a call to action, a beacon of hope. Now, as the world holds its breath, a new tale unfolds, a story of courage, of triumph against all odds. Join us as we delve into the depths of imagination, as we embark on a journey beyond the realms of possibility. For in every tale lies a lesson, in every legend a truth waiting to be discovered. This is not just a podcast. This is an odyssey, a quest for knowledge, a quest for inspiration, a quest for the very essence of what it means to be human. Welcome, dear listeners, to a world of infinite possibilities. Welcome, dear listeners, to the True Life Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the True Life Podcast. I hope you're having a beautiful day. Hope the sun is shining. I hope the birds are singing. I hope you realize that there is a path you can walk down where things may not be the best, but there's signs on the road to tell you what to do. I got a great show for you today. The one and only Lonnie Ray, author of the Rattled Awake Anthology, number one international bestseller. She's a storyteller, content developer, project consultant, freelance writer, podcast host, lover of life's mysteries. Lonnie Ray, how's it going today? <laughs> it's so good. I'm here with you. <laughs> it's a dream come true. Somebody what? pinch me. <laughs> You're just saying that because it's true, right? Yes, it's true. Yes, indeed. You do resemble that remark. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. I have, What an amazing time we live in right now. There's so much going on. And, you know, I, I got to think with everything that's happened in the world right now, that it's inspired this new series, Rattle the Wake. You're on. But before we even get to Rattle the Wake, maybe we could start off with like the where the author series began because you've written several books before. Maybe a little bit of an origin origin story about how you became a writer, how you became interested in writing down things for other people, becoming a storyteller. Okay. Um, so thanks, George. When I was um when I was in school, um, they they threw a a sock on the middle of the table and asked us to write a story about the sock. And so I, or maybe it was a sneaker. doesn't matter. Sneaker. We'll call it a sneaker. And right. I called the sneaker Anthony and his sister Maria was missing, <laughs> you know, cause one of them always ends up missing out of the laundry. Right. right? And I, and I got all this applause for being creative and, and that launched, uh, you know, the little writer in me, I, I, for years I, I made cards and I would write on the back. I would imitate Hallmark and I go, oh, it's a Hallmark moment. You know, whatever I could do to just duplicate, like, you know, that's yeah. what I thought maybe my my future would be, was writing cards. And then the, the day came um, after a very traumatic childhood and an awful lot of processing that um, I, I thought that I was, you know, pretty much had peeled all the onion layers off. Yeah. And I was making a Mother's Day card 
it you know i was trying and uh i i wrote on the front with best of intentions george i said on mother <laughs> you're laughing <laughs> i did i said on mother's day i just want to thank you for all the wonderful things you've taught me and then i sat there dumbfounded and i'm like i don't have an effing thing to tell you i have nothing i got nothing i got nothing good and, and I'm just like, oh, well, I'm this is what I hate. People are like, oh, I'm sure she did her best. I'm like, you weren't there. And you right. know when somebody's doing their best and when they're not. Nobody does their best all the time. Shut up. Stop saying that. <laughs> In fact, I wrote a book, Life Lessons Learned from a Lousy Mother. And I'm not a mother, okay? <laughs> it, it, and it was initially going to be a blank book, George. And mm -hmm. I had it published on Mother's Day. And I wanted to inspire people to write their own Mother's Day card and not mail it. Just write your heart out. Because yeah. I learned that writing makes it real. It gets it out of your head. It gets it on paper where you can deal with it. And then you can decide what you want to do with it after that, right? Yeah. So um, I ended up writing this in five days. I've had this content in my head for a very long time. It's a 20-minute read. Um, the comments I put on the front are just so relatable. And and it is because not all of us had June Cleaver for a mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. and I mean, she was in her 70s and still mocking and mimicking me and making faces and stuff mm. and she was, for for a woman who studied spirituality she 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 was a medium mm. you know she she did you know made a living at it you'd think that she'd have processed some of this stuff but she never did and uh yeah she just somebody who's, who's got a grudge you know and uh <laughs> so that was that was how i ended up writing my my first book and, and it was it was really to help people on Mother's Day who feel obligated to, to do or say something nice. And we don't always feel that way. And we have to honor those feelings, too. Yeah. Yeah. There, I was, I've been speaking to a lot of people about the idea of generational trauma and how the, the things that happen to our family in the past, you know, we, we often see it manifest through patterns and things like that. But so much of what we react to is the same things maybe our grandparents reacted to. It's kind of crazy to think about, right? Well, I'll tell you how real that is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Is that I, I look, I was seven when my twin brothers were born and uh, I found that I could be at least appreciated a little bit for a minute. You know, I taught myself how to change diapers and, you know, whatever I could do to be mini mom, just yeah. to win some praise. Um, it was very confusing. My mother revealed that the twins had separate fathers and I'm just like, wait a second, hang on. mom. <laughs> What? Like, what? What? Yeah, it, she's a medical miracle. She's in the books. You got to be known for something, I guess, right? <laughs> um, but by the time I was fourteen, I I I felt like I'd already had kids, mm. and I said, um, until such time as I undo all these knots and not be her to a child, not yeah. become my mother, I will not have a child. And I remember the day it felt like a lightning bolt struck me on the sidewalk of San Diego. And it was like, you will not be your mother. And I was like, great. I don't think I'll have kids either, but thanks. <laughs> you know? And so it has just been a process of undoing all that stuff. So that if nothing else, when I take to the microphone, the frequency that is broadcast makes people smile. It reminds them of who they are because I got there and I know yeah. you can talk about how grass grows and people can still feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. That was the seriousness I took to recognizing that we have to undo that stuff so we don't pass it on. It's hard though, right? Because you like, how do you process that stuff? Like first for me, it's blaming. Like the first thing you do is like, it's their fault. God damn it. I can't believe these people did this to me. You know? And like at some point in time, you know, if, if you don't 
take the precious time to look at yourself and be like, okay, yes, they fucked it all up. However, I got to fix it. Because if I don't fix it, then I'm going to keep radiating that pattern out there. And that is the one thing we need to stop. For me, it, it, it took a long time to figure out. And I think it does for a lot of people. At some point, you come to this, this realization like, okay, I cannot blame them anymore. And, and I'm just hurting myself. And by being blaming them, I'm hurting my own relationships. And I'm continuing to do the same thing they're doing. So for me, it took a whole lot of work and like some therapy and failing at things and and coming to this radical realization of self-responsibility. But what, what was it for you that came to this path of like, okay, I had this lightning bolt hit. Like, what was that lightning bolt that finally made you go, okay, now, now it's on me. Now I'm going to take this and make people smile all the time. No, no, no. It was always on me. It, I started right. studying metaphysics when I was 21 okay. and personal growth and development, spirituality, paranormal, so, yeah. uh, whatever I could get my hands on. I knew I was a mess. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. And, and I didn't want to be that person. I had to undo it all. And I had to figure out what that was. Right. You have to have it to get rid of it. Yes. And what I was doing was uh, typical of a kid who's abused is that they defend their abuser. Mm -hmm. And a pivotal moment was a therapist who gave this wonderful example to me who said, you're sitting in the in room and a little elephant walks across the room and he accidentally steps on your foot. He doesn't mean to, but it hurts, doesn't it? Yeah, that would hurt. Yeah. So you got to have that hurt, whether he meant it or not, you've got to have that hurt. And so what, what happened from that moment was me finally allowing all those years of pent-up anger and self-loathing and hating myself because narcissists will do that to yeah. you. Yep. yep. It's your fault that they're mm -hmm. unhappy. It's your fault that you were born. I heard if it weren't for you goddamn kids, da, 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 da. Oh, thanks, mom. Yeah. I actually really didn't try yeah. to be here, but you did that. <laughs> I didn't so. ask to be here. That's yeah, right. thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, it was a process of, of peeling off onion layers. What happened though, is that he'd be like, Oh, our 55 minutes are up Our 50 minutes are up. See you mm -hmm. next time. And he'd yeah. send me out onto the street. I'd just be like this bleeding, gaping wound of emotion. And, and I, I feel so bad for my housemates at, you know, various times in my life <laughs> because I was pissed off for, for five years. I, I wore, yeah. you know, heavy stomping boots. I didn't, I wore big clothes so nobody would bother me. I didn't, I didn't want any attention. And mm -hmm. I listened to nine inch nails everywhere I went. <laughs> nice. I had the headphones on. I was at the bus stop. I was banging. I was airboxing because there's so many lyrics in that, that made me think of my mother <laughs> and I, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and I, you have to get it out. What happens is getting stuck in it and, becoming it becomes an identity and i had yeah. an identity as an angry person i was like i don't want to be this i don't want to be debbie downer i don't want to suck the air out of the room and the life mm -hmm. out of friendships how the hell do i get out of this now mm -hmm. that i've owned it how the hell do i get rid of it you know it's it's a it's a, a multi-layered long-term process until i found tapping back in the day it was originally called thought field therapy okay have you ever heard of it, George? I'm, I'm not familiar with it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It is. It, wow. Um, <laughs> it is based in Chinese acupressure. Okay. Dr. Callahan studied it for 20 years. He was a traditional psychologist mm -hmm. who took a liking to Chinese acupuncture and acupressure. <clears throat> what he discovered, excuse me, is yeah. that every thought, that's why it was called thought field therapy. 
Okay. If you have a thought, what comes with it is a field uh, in your energy field. And if you have a stress response, he, like if you think about something and it makes you feel like, ah, on a 10, even an eight, it's too much, you know, tears, whatever, can't handle it. There is a blowout in that. It's, it's called a perturbation. It's where the word perturbed comes from. And, and this, this is, is we have an energy system, a chi, and what happens with these thoughts is this association and then a, and, a, and then a reaction. Mm -hmm. And look, talk therapy is valuable. It matters that you get hurt. It yeah. does. But it can only go so far. And what I found with thought field therapy was that it, it, it works like gravity. Whether you believe in it or not, it works anyway. It does. He was able to isolate acupressure points that, that would eliminate, and our manual was five inches. It mm -hmm. was thick. It has now come down to a five-minute routine, nice. and, and it really, really works, like I said, whether you believe in it or not. It's like fix-a-flat for emotional blowouts. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it is. In fact, I was in a, I've had a lot of, <clears throat> what a life, um, but I was in a, a women's shelter, and we, uh, we were all you know, messed up and traumatized all of us. But I knew thought field therapy. By then right? it was called EFT, emotional freedom technique. And I taught it to the girls. And this this little Asian came up to me a day or two later. And she had bruises on her face. And, and this was from the tapping because mm -hmm. there's certain spots you tap over and over again. You think a thought, you mm -hmm. tap, 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 tap. And these activate and close the perturbation. So she comes up, she looks up at me and I said, well, what's, well, why are you bruised? She said, oh, I feel much better. A lot of issues, but feel much better, much better. And I was like, oh, everywhere I've gone, George, I tried to help. If I yeah. had something, I'm going to share it. I've always <laughs> believed in say it forward, which is really yeah. what the Rattled Awake movement is about. That's the, it's the anthology is, is yeah, we, we want to say it forward. Yeah, I think that that's the that's the magic recipe in order to make the world better is you try to make everyone around you better. And then that kind of radiates back to you in some ways. You know, I have a question to it earlier. Just just briefly, you said, you know, you have it and you try to get rid of it is the next for me. The next part of that sentence is once I got rid of it, I realized the lessons I learned from having it. But there's a certain sort of superpower that comes from having it and turning that thing into something positive. That's probably why you want to help people, right? And like that's why you're good at helping people because you've been through that emotion that a lot of people are going through. It definitely matters because I can okay. see more than they think they're saying. Yes, I, yes. We'll yeah, yeah. Because I've I've been so many shades of of you know dark and and sure. you know light. I do want to track back on something you yeah. said. Okay. And that, and you know, not everybody gets back up. Mm. Not everybody recovers. And certainly you see it in siblings. They all take the same, yeah. you know, level of abuse. And yeah. in one, one family, I know two of them became convicts and the other one became a poetry therapist who traveled mm. the country helping kids, kids in prison, 10 year olds who killed their parents. Like she mm. broke the legacy. Yeah. And one of the things that, that really, I know people mean well when they come up with these little trite things. Yeah. But, you know, oh, it made you who you are. And it's like, no, you did. You made yourself mm. who you are. That experience, you up. That, yeah. that experience sent you down, a, you know, a, an alley. And it was you that found the light and came back. And that was all I said all these years 
George was, God, if, if nothing else, because I don't understand all this, if nothing else, please make it make sense. Please mm-hmm. show me the way so that I can come back with a lantern and a yeah. laugh and show people the way out. Because I like taking the zip line to the finish line. You know, <laughs> how fast can we get where yeah. we want to be? Why do you want a monkey around in the jungle? I'm just saying. Why? Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And one of the, you know, we live in reaction so much yep. to what, instead of response, we live in reaction. And, you know, I didn't know at the time, but I was looking at what my mother was. And I had like this list of like sarcastic, mistrusting, um, snarky, um, mm-hmm. you know, all these things. And I was like, ah, whatever she is, pendulum swing. I'm going to be the opposite. Right. And as a result, and plus I was desperate to be loved, like accepted anything. God, can somebody just yeah. not have a conditional hoop that's on fire? That, and the, you know, the, right? Come on. Yeah. Like, could it stop being like this ever? Or is this like my destiny and then my karma? And this is just how it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want to accept that. And, and so as a result of seeing what she was like, I chose to be super gullible and super accepting. Mm. And, and I would let anybody in and say, Hey, here's my rowboat here. Grab an oar. Oh, you don't want to row. Okay. I'll row for both of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. It doesn't work. I, I thought it, I thought we were all supposed to link arms and come up together. I thought everybody was a good person. I thought that we all were here to do, you know, do well, do better, help each other. Wow. You know what, when you wear rose colored glasses, you miss the red flags and that's mm-hmm. that's what happened. That's why I wrote the book How to Deal with a Dumbass. Yeah. Look at this one. There I we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is edutainment at its finest. It's a field guide <laughs> to the potholes and the people who dig them. But it's also a spiritual <laughs> me- stop. We have to be able to recognize it. And nowhere in here is the yeah. word toxic. It's not narcissist. It's not in there. These are personality traits. And these traits are things that you need to look at from here. Because... I'll give you an example. Okay, please. Okay. I had a, a long-term friendship, working relationship with a gal. And I noticed that, and in fact, I said, um, I'll call her Amy. Amy, how come it is you've been with Frank, Frank whatever, um, 17 years and he's never said I love you? Doesn't that bother you? Well, yeah, but I know he does. And I said, Amy, why don't you like stand up and say mm-hmm. something? Well, no, I know he does. And I was like, God, girl, like you're going to have this whole lifetime of a relationship this way? Well, I know he does. But you would like to hear, yeah. Well, say something. No. Yeah. Well, later. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, look, that's fine. Live your life. Do it your way. Here's where it showed up later, George. Okay. I was working on a job. Um, I was cleaning apartments. God, University of Tennessee college <laughs> students are. Uh, ah. anyway, <laughs> I've done a lot of things. As long as it didn't involve blood, I, I've done it <laughs> pretty much. Anyway, I digress. Um, we were we walked into this apartment and it smelled like mold from on the sidewalk. It was bad. It was bad and it was 90 degrees outside. Mm. And I said, I, we got to air this out. And then I went into the bedroom and the, and the air conditioner was coated with black mold coated. Mm. And I'd had a problem in my own apartment with that. I know what that can do. Yeah. And 
I sent her photos and I said, this is, I'm not putting my Dyson on this. That's for sure. I'm not taking this mold home. And I said, even disturbing it is, is, is a very big concern. This is a problem. And, oh, come on, just, just photo after photo. I said, no, it's not okay, Amy. It's not okay. This is dangerous. And she, she says, well, the maintenance man said it's just dirty. And I said, Amy, we have cleaned enough apartments for you that I know the difference between dirty and mold ridden. This is dangerous. And, um, she wouldn't come down because convid had just hit Mm. and she thought that she would, you know, she had to isolate. Right. And I said, okay, so you, you know, leave it up. You know, you, you say you back your crew. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Never mind. You don't have to do it. Okay. Well, well, the maintenance man said, it's just, I said, I don't care what the maintenance man says. Right. Here's what happened. The other part of the crew was upstairs. They came from the third floor down and in marched a gal who was literally about to give birth. Like she had her baby the next day, like hmm. that, that much. She worked right till the day she gave, gave birth. She was about to march into that apartment and clean that AC unit. And I stopped her. I practically neck hooked her. And I said, you are not going in there. There's no way that I'm going to let that happen. And I was furious with Amy. I said, how dare you? Yeah. How dare you put other people at risk? Well, the maintenance, this is what weak-willed people will do. So it went from, she won't ask her boyfriend of 17 years to say, I love you, to she won't have the back of her people, Mm -hmm. to exposing a pregnant gal to dangerous black mold. Mm -hmm. Doesn't even care. Like, no. And so weak-willed is probably one of the, the, I mean, it's definitely one of the biggest things we're facing right now, George, is a lot of people yeah. have become weak-willed. They'll, they'll, they're, they're, nah, they're, nah. they're following the tail in front of them without questioning what's going on. And they need to question if it, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. If you only have half the truth, what's the other half? Start looking deeper. And that's why I wrote How to Deal with a Dumbass in part. I love it. Yeah, I think it's 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 a bug or it's not a bug. It's a feature. If you look in the way like it seems to me, Fortune 500 companies like they're selecting for weak willed leaders that will do whatever they're told so that they can be the buffer in between the angry people and the profits, because you can always get rid of a manager. You can always get rid of a leader. Those people are like the head coach of a football team. Yeah, super important. Right. Okay, get out of here. We don't need you anymore. You know, you need the team and you need the owners. And those two people need a buffer between them so that the players can murder the person in the middle. And the weak-willed leaders are in our governments. They're in the boardrooms. They're everywhere. They don't care. All they care about is people as numbers. And they don't have the courage to stand up for what's right. I couldn't agree anymore. And they don't. But what we have are are, are the workers that are the numbers that need to stop yeah. agreeing. Yeah. Ask why before you comply. Yeah. I had I like that .com, George. I um, love it. Yeah. I also had a channel on, on BitChute called Project BS, you know, <laughs> in response to Project Blue Beam and all their other project oh, yeah. paperclip and all this other crap <laughs> they do. Project BS. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look, we we have got to become stand-up guys. And honestly, okay. that's what the dumbass book is is, is about. It's like, where nice. are you accepting? Where did you lower the bar? Mm-hmm. Where are you letting people in that do not deserve to take authority over your life? Yeah. And and take it back. 
because yeah. this, this what's about to happen again you know it lather rinse repeat is coming yeah. And and they so what they've done is they've they've once again now it's a social credit score that these employers have to that companies have to maintain in order to to what stay alive, stay in business. If yeah. they all stood up, if they actually showed that they have a spine, they mm -hmm. would say, hell no, we won't go. And then their employees wouldn't be forced to, uh, you know, get fired or stand right. up and 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 riot or protest at the very least have you has anybody looked at france lately they're not yeah. happy people for a reason you know yeah. we've got to because this is the this is where the they've insidiously um, um uh, instigated uh more tyranny through work through employers yeah. and yep. it, you know okay i get it an employer wants to stay in business you have no business telling somebody what they should do with their body that's yeah. right absolutely yeah, there's the Nuremberg trials for that. People should be in prison for that. Like, there's a lot of people that should be facing a jury of their peers for the crimes that were committed over the last, I mean, we could start with two years, but probably the last 15 years. There's zero consequences for people like the Sackler family that just ruin people with opiates and zero consequences for them. They get to walk around free, but some guy on the corner that's slinging some dope, that guy's gonna go to prison. Get out of here with that. But I think this transformation, you know, or this reconfiguring of integrity and having the ability to stand up for what's right starts with individuals because it's not going to come from the top. It's going to come from each one of us looking around and being, I'm sick and tired of seeing my brother and sister stepped on. I'm going to stand up right here. Damn the consequence. Go ahead and fire me. What are you going to do? Nothing. Let me, before you fire me, let me go ahead and tell you what a dummy you are. Let me tell you why you are a horrible person. Let me tell you the difference between a leader and a manager. I'm going to do it in front of these 500 people right here just so that they can know and clap and have a little bit of empowerment that builds up inside of them. But it's contagious, right? That ability to stand up for what's right is, is what we're here to do. We should be doing more of it. I so agree with you. <laughs> We listen, go to a wedding. Everybody wants to dance, but it takes that one person yep. to open the dance floor. And then everybody's boogieing. That's Thank right. God Frankie opened the dance floor. Yep. Yep. You know, everybody's looking for that one person who will stick their neck out. If yep. everybody realized and came together and said, We all need to do this, yep. no one person's putting their neck out. But if you if it takes an act of civil disobedience to to say, No, this mm -hmm. is not okay, you know. They they pulled some some college girls that were protesting um, um, the right to have an abortion, and it was like we need to have autonomy over our bodies. It's not okay. And the guy he says, and and so microphone in their face. What do you think about them telling you you need to have a jab? Uh, yeah. Is that mm -hmm. not the same thing? Uh, pot. This is the kettle. You're black. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it so yeah. dumbass is really look it was a response to uh, i dumbass my dumbass podcast my dumbass. <laughs> the reason is because i've been that dumbass i i have i have accepted things i've lowered the bar i know what it is i'm not being judgmental i promise you we've all have traffic when and somebody cuts you off you're like dumbass we've yeah. all said that yeah. word it, yeah you know, we need to have judgment we have to have judgment, good judgment skills. Right. That is different from being judgmental. Yeah. Being judgmental is putting one up and another one down. This is right. using good judgment skills. We've got to have it. This whole new age movement is just like, just don't judge. Just don't. <laughs> everything's fine. It's fine. And I said, you know what? That's how we got here. 
because it's <laughs> not fine. You know, these these yeah. controllers and psychopaths on parade love that you want to sit down, be passive, sit at home and say, oh, they love that because you're not doing anything to be a stand up guy, yeah. you know. And so so it came from it came from falling into rabbit holes, which sure. I know you love to talk about. I love them. I love them. I know. Right. <laughs> and and it was like, OK, OK, uh, on the global scale stage, it's a mess. We got mm -hmm. clowns on parade. But what think global, act local. What can we yeah. do local? What can you do in your life today to mm -hmm. minimize the simple clanging monkeys on your own dang porch? To, to so it. that you can hear your still small voice. Believe it or not, buried in this book is a very spiritual message. And 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 it and it's it's hidden in, in the entertainment. And and you know what? I think most people stop reading when it when it causes them to look in the mirror and go, holy shit, I've been a dumbass too. I have. <laughs> totally. Yeah, I, I, we I, all I, have. I, yeah, we have, and and being a repeat offender. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just give Trump another hall pass. I'm right, gonna right. give this guy another hall pass. You know, they, it, it's okay. No, it's not. Stop being a repeat offender. Allowing right. allowing that that guy or girlfriend that you know a pal of yours. I had one. I had to quit him after six years. I said, stop calling me with the same freaking problem. You keep you like trailer trash girls. I'm okay mm -hmm. with that. No mm -hmm. judgment, but you see what it gets you. And then right. you say, oh, those are good ideas, Lonnie. And you do it for a month and then you go back to what you know. I said, I'm done with this because me stay. He's a repeat offender. Me right. staying with him makes me a repeat offender. Sure. So that's I'm just a dumbass. You cannot expect somebody to change their ways. If it's a pattern, it's a pattern for life. That's their life pattern. Do you want more of this or less of this? Survey says, eh, no, thank you. Next, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? So yeah, I'm pretty passionate about it. I don't, I, I just don't understand why, why it's like, it's like people have blinders on George and, and, you know, I, and, and, I was raised in chaos. I accepted right, a lot of abuse. Right. right. So you can understand that. Yeah, and, I and can. So that's normal to us. A, a calm, peaceful relationship is like something's wrong here. I need to, I don't know, kick something. I need to, yeah. you know, stir it up because that's familiar. Well, yeah. let's not have that be familiar. Let's let's bring the peace into our own selves and and say, you know what, I deserve better. Yeah. I, I think we all do. And the process of getting there of, you know, you're not a schmuck. I don't care what people said to you. Means that you'll expect better and you'll kick those other things to the curb that want to sling mud at you and say, it's okay. In fact, it's your fault. I did that. That's got to go. It, we've got to, you know, as if people realized, I read something so interesting. Yeah. George. A man did a, an analysis. I wish I could do it justice, but I'll spare you. The analysis was on DNA. Mm -hmm. And he was, it, I, I could see it. He's one of those, it's not David Wilcox, but it's it's one of those guys. Mm -hmm. Might be David Wilcox. Super into neuroscience and, and DNA. He was able to assign words or letters to the code of DNA mm. and every single one of them started with God and then something else. God created the, or, you know, essentially it was, you know, 
a creation of God. Now, I believe there are there are entities here that are soulless. I believe there's clones. I believe there's all kinds of. I wait till I tell you about the shapeshifter I met. Nice. There, there are. I will hold on a second. There are definitely definitely some soulless beings here. However, the point is, you can't be separate from the thing that created you. That's an illusion. Separation consciousness is is i think the reason that we have all these wars we have all this you know self-loathing we have we yeah. have people filled with with you know gutter level self-esteem i was there i had the shit kicked out of me emotionally and it took a long time to recover and, and rewrite and hey guys good news is you can do it good <laughs> news is you can rewrite the next chapter you know y you can and and we're plastic neuroplasticity yeah. we can do it um but you have to want to and and not accept that this is this is just oh it's just my ticket in life no no don't accept that don't accept anything less than excellence you come from a source of all things that makes flowers bloom and your heart beat you can't figure that out how does your finger heal from a cut right right profound healing happens it just happens and imagine if we just lean on the truth of who we are. Remember who you are. And stop letting people tell you you're anything less. Get rid of them. And, and, and it might be that you're by yourself for a little while, but that's okay. It's better than having to deal with a bunch of drama and chaos. Because you can't be effective if you're dealing with that. You can... You got to go through it to get over it mm -hmm. and get some help to do it. And tapping is one of those ways to do that. It's phenomenal. So. Yeah. The best way out is always through. And I, yes. I you know, I, it's hard, it's hard work to do, but what are you going to run from it your whole life? At some point in time, like I was thinking about this yesterday when I was driving. It's fun. Sometimes people like to be scared. Like if you go to a movie, you're like, ah, I don't get that. Like, yeah, but but what if like at some point in time, imagine seeing that same scene over and over again. The first time you're like, ah, and then you're like, ah, and then you're like, ah, okay, what let me what what is this scary? It's not even that scary, it's not even fake, it's a fake monster. This person's dumb. Why am I scared at this? Like, if you look at it the scary thing enough, it becomes dumb. And then at that point in time, like you have to change it. Like, okay, I don't want to watch this scary scene anymore. And I think life is constantly doing that to us. Yeah, ah. Okay, but as soon as you get triggered or as soon as you feel like you're scared of something or something triggers you, makes you mad, stop and embrace it. Because standing up to the thing that scares you is enough to scare that thing away. You know, and I, I, it, it, it leans on you. And I think that, like you said, it's we, our first impulse is to run. Our first impulse is to, to do something. But behind the impulse to run is the impulse to fight. You know, it's the fight or flight feeling. And sometimes you got to embrace that fight, that fight in there, I think. But it's, please, it's beautiful said. Please embrace it. <laughs> because if we're not stand-up guys, we'll be pushed over. Yeah. Do the math. If you're not a stand-up guy, you'll fall for anything. Mm -hmm. And this really is about, hey, you got a spine? You can bend <laughs> over and stand up and sit down. and <laughs> Now stand up and say something. Yeah. We have to, if we're going to make it, this, th there, there are many out there. It's just like, oh, it's all perfect. It's happening the way it should. I'm like, no, actually it's happening the way these creeps on parade want it to. Yeah.
if they sat at home and said, oh, I'm just going to visualize screwing up everybody's life and taking over the world because it's going to happen just because my vibration is super low or whatever. We would laugh at them. Right. That's a joke. Yeah. Come on. They're putting stuff in place. They're doing everything. And we're just standing by going, oh, I guess that's fine. No, mm -hmm. man, it's not okay to destroy a garden in order to build a new garden. It's mm -hmm. not. We have a garden. Leave it the hell alone. Yeah. You know, yeah. like how bad does it have to get? It's going to get as bad as we'll let it. I feel yeah. so, I'm not saying I'm out there carrying signs. I don't know what to do about some of the stuff I see. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't. But I do know that what you said is true. If we turn on the light, the cockroaches scurry. That's right. That's right. Transparency. Bye bye, bug. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Coming to find you. It's. Well, I got you know, a story I... for you. Yeah, please tell me. Oh, God. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was going on a trip and I, I was I was over at Anna's house and Anna, 22, she rivaled Ivanka Trump for beautiful, nice, beautiful, long blonde hair. I mean, she was a stunner. And I forget how I knew her probably work. And I had my little bird cage over on the, uh, over to my right. And I'm, and I'm talking to her on my left and back and forth and back and forth. And, and I'm doing something in the bird cage to show her at whatever I turn back. Anna, has transformed into the most haggard, horrible, hunched over witch of a thing <laughs> that I can't even freaking, I couldn't what? tell an artist how to make her ugly enough. What? I am not kidding. Aged, wretched, oh, just gnarly, just gnarly. The worst, you can't even picture it. You can't. Imagine, right? The look on my face. Yeah. And I had to look away because I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and I took a breath and I, and I looked away and I looked back because I was ready to run. And it was Anna, 22-year-old, beautiful blonde Anna. And she goes, what? What's wrong? And I said, um. <laughs> I just saw who you, for, you really are. <laughs> um, I just saw this. Horrible, haggard, aged thing, wretched, over the, hunched over the table. And, and now it's not there. <laughs> Did <laughs> you the say that to her? On? And she, she screamed at me, get out of my house. And I was like, no problem. I'm taking the bird too, because you probably eat it. Right. Just like, what? gone, gone. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, I've seen them. And, and I, I've seen faces shape. I've seen faces morph multiple times. Psychics what? look at me and they go, you can see faces change. And I said, yeah, it really sucks because I don't want to see this, but I do. What, what is that? Is that like a, you think that that is seeing someone for who they really are? Or is that like a different being? Or is that something we can't understand? Like, how do you make sense of that? I don't know how to make sense of it. Yeah, I genuinely don't. It, 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 it's, I wonder about the ones, you know, there's a lot of photos of, yeah. of pupils that are turning into the slits like reptiles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen that. And I wonder, you know, maybe they're hybrids. I had a friend who was abducted multiple times, by the way, and um, he later was introduced to his, his test tube son. <laughs> yeah, multiple abductions for this guy. Poor thing. Mm. 
But there's these other people. And I wonder, like, do you actually recognize that you're going into reptile mode right now? Because uh, we got your reptile. We, I'm sorry. We got your pupils on film. And uh, mm. and you ain't looking right. Are, are you aware of that? I don't know if they know. I, I, I've i stopped wondering. I've stopped caring. Um, not too long ago. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you something. If you get a yeah. funny feeling about something, trust it. I was, I I was walking you know age before beauty should apply right <laughs> in this case both should have applied this guy was walking up to the to, to the doors of the grocery store at the exact same time i was and i got the willies hair stood mm. on the back of my neck okay I said, something's wrong here i can feel it something's wrong something's off yeah. <clears throat> this guy by the time he went first i was because i didn't want him behind me i didn't right. want his energy Smart. behind me by the time I got to through the front door to grab a grocery cart, not far, okay, right there, he was all the way to the back of the store. It was like he was moving on wheels. Right. It was weird. And I was like, how the hell did he move that fast? <laughs> but uh, right before that happened, I stood behind him. I got ballsy for a second. And I said, I know who you are. I see you freaking freak and i was mm -hmm. like oh you better shut the hell up yeah because if he is that freak whatever that level is right it could be a problem but i'm i'm a stand-up guy these days i don't care anyway but look, look dude i watched this squirrely looking elongated neck weird face <laughs> guy he was right soared to the back of the store he stood at the meat he stood at the meat counter, whatever the the you know the section, right? Right. In it, right. Right. He literally bends like a robot. Looks down, looks left, looks right, stands up, goes like this, and continues through the store doing this weird like bend over, check it out, <laughs> and then scoots to another aisle. I swear to God, you can't make this up. This is in South Knoxville. Now, look, it's not the best <laughs> reputation for town, but damn, man, what the hell is that? What is that? <laughs> and then he scooted out the door without buying anything. Oh, cute shock face. You know, mm. like, uh, good. Get out. Wherever yeah. you come from, go back yeah. under that rock, please. Because, yeah, yeah. I have sat next to people and watched their faces just multiple face. They just, I've, I've had communication in my ear, George, mm. and it sounded like it was, so it was telepathy, but it was like, I'm like, right. I turned to the guy and I go, I cannot understand a word you're saying. Shut the hell up. And I got up and I walked away. Yeah. It's like, enough. I'm done with this. <laughs> Hit the road, Jack. Right. So this stuff is real. If people want to doubt it go ahead doubt it go ahead there's just far too much evidence if you're making it if you're making an assumption that the person you're listening to right now is nuts it's because you don't know enough yet to call them nuts and you might be crazy for not not investigating further i'm just saying we have got to dig deeper than what lamestream media wants to force feed you in the propaganda box or out of the propaganda box it's yeah, not I agree. The, the idea that we have any idea what's really happening, like here, here's like a quick linear path people can look at. If you want to understand that everything you've been taught is bullshit. Planets, <laughs> There's the that. Planets, yeah. The planets do not live in glass spheres. 
We are not the center of the universe. And if there's one thing we always get right, it's that we always get it wrong. Like my history is definitely different, different than my wife's history who was born in Laos. History, just the word his story, like that is bullshit. History is made up. History is a set of lies agreed on by people that have the power to kill other people. That is history. We don't know anything. We think we know things, but we don't know anything. Find a top scientist and, and ask them, hey, what are you studying right now? And, and is it is it true? And a really intelligent scientist will be, this is our best guess. And they'll they tell you, this is what we think. They don't, but we believe it like it's gospel. We believe like, this is what authority says, therefore it's true. And that's the foundation of our problems, is that we believe these quote-unquote experts. Experts don't know shit. Experts are expert bullshitters. It's an opinion. People will give you their expert opinion. You should take it as so. If they study that field and they're really, really talented and they're good, please take their opinion, but understand it's their opinion, and you should do your own research and come up with your own opinion to see if they match. And right. also look at who funded their studies because Thank chances you. are the outcome is based on that supporter, that, yeah. that, that patron. Yes. Listen, you've got to follow the money. Right. And remember that it's the victors who write the text. Yeah. So they've been manipulated in favor of whoever wants to control you yeah. next. Yeah. Come on guys. Follow the science. Really? Did you ever look at the science on the masks, George? Have you seen how many big things and small things can pass through those freaking masks? What a joke. But the good local goodwill, we, I, I dubbed her the mask Nazi and she was adamant about it. put it wow. on, get out. And I was yeah. just like, God, your mask is too tight. The oxygen level is hurting you lady. Yeah. It, it is. You know, like, come on, trust the science. My ass, if you did, you wouldn't put that on. Yeah. Because it's making you sick. Like, the hello. Good, I think the response to people that say trust the science should be like, that's company science. You know, you kind of like throw it back and I'm like, no, no, that's company science. That's the same one that tells you smoking is good for you. This is company science. It's mm -hmm. bought and paid for by the people that are making money. So I do trust science on some level, but I don't trust company science because that is just propaganda. Listen, let's just do some math on yeah, some, let's do it. some bigger things. Okay. All right. Yeah, I love this. Okay, so the stars are sort of still in the same place all the time around the course of a year. Mm -hmm. If we were hurtling through space at... How many thousand miles per hour? 666,166 miles around the sun every day. Stars wouldn't be where they are. We would be somewhere else entirely. We are not hurtling through space. It's just, that's just right there. Just start right there with that lie we've been told. Right. That this is, you know, the earth rotates this way really how are you going to explain the two suns that people are, are video videotaping now in the sky there's two suns and they're in different places sometimes they're together and i mean come on there's so much going on but people i don't want to know i can't handle it. i don't i didn't know i was supposed to know but but why would you tell me that i don't it doesn't affect my life i'm like it does in this way you've been lied to and they're going to continue to lie to you until you wake up and realize that you can call bullshit and take your power back. Yeah. That's actually what this book is about, is take back authority over your life. God, yeah. 
We've been imbued with so much and been so dumbed down. You know, it's interesting you brought up your wife being from Laos. I wonder what, what, what version of story they got. You know, the U.S. has just been duped so badly, so much. And I, I have compassion for it to a certain yeah. extent. But then after that, it's like, wake up. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Yeah. And that means being empowered. Isn't there, an, an, a, I believe there's a phrase in a famous book that says, my people shall perish from lack of knowledge. Mm. I don't read that book because I know who wrote it. And mm. I know there's 155 chapters missing. And we could go into that, but we won't. Mm. However, however, if you want to pick and choose some phrases, it's true. Yeah. You know, people will die in the dark. And they don't even see what's coming. And I, and I feel for them, but you know what? If they don't start to question it, they're going to fall for it. Mm. And, and I, ever since I was little, I was, I was always like, but why? But yeah. Why? why? I, beautiful question. You know, I, I think that uh, I, I have to say there might have been a moment where I wasn't that way. Here's how parents can really mess up a kid. I was standing there with my father, who I was fairly new acquainted with. I didn't know he. I didn't know about him. I thought my stepdad was my dad. And my little brother, you're younger, not the twins, the other one. He goes, dad, how come it is that we see the airplane, then we hear the sound? My dad puffs up because you'll see the chapter in here. My dad knows everything. Just ask him. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy. <laughs> um, and he puffs up and he goes, well, son, uh, there's uh, that there's the, you know, the visual and light speed. And he explains why you can see versus hear the plane. Mm-hmm. And then that that wasn't enough. He turns to me and goes, why don't you ever ask good questions? Oh. I was like, I'm eight. Why did you just kick me in the gut? Yeah, I'm trying so fucking hard. Are yeah. you going to do that? Is it any wonder I've grown? I'm starting my 10th podcast. I ask a lot of questions. I can't help but interview the shit out of people. Come on. Yeah. You know, like, no, it's really, honestly, God wasn't in response to that. But the reason I brought that story up is because people need to start asking questions. It's not a bad thing. And it does threaten people who are holding through threads, maybe together lies. It's all spun in this tenuous, tentative reality. Don't ask. Don't ask. It's going to, you know, how dare you ask? How dare you question me? Yeah. Who do you think you are? That That's, you know, what narcissists will do. Yeah. You know? who, who do you think you are? Oh, I'm just stupid. And they pull in this whole, well, I guess I'm just stupid. It's like, no, I just asked you to own up to this part. And could it work differently? No, it can't because you said so. Okay. No, we're going to have to be strong when it comes to right. standing up for ourselves. And, and really, I think we should get comfortable with like uncertainty. I think that's something that yes. is what authority tries to replace with like people. Hey, who knows where your next paycheck comes from? Who knows if you're going to die tomorrow? Who knows if you're going to get cancer? But people definitely do not want to embrace uncertainty. And so when you when you give up uncertainty, you get authority. OK, do this and you'll be fine. OK, listen to me and you'll be fine. But some people, I, I don't know. I, I think we have to embrace uncertainty. What do you think? That is such an excellent point. My God, I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) I am. (laughs) It is so true. Listen, it's, it's as much of a risk. What what is, what is the 
the stats on driving a car and, and being in a car accident right. is, is within two miles of your home, right? Right. Right. It's more dangerous to drive to the grocery store than across country. Okay. <laughs> According to the statistics. Right. So there's risk inherent in everything we do in life. Mm -hmm. Shit happens. It can yep. listen to your still yeah. small voice. If it says go right, freaking go right. Trust it. Don't yeah. Why just go. Just do it. But there is, uh, there is absolutely uncertainty in everything. Just yeah. because it's a pattern or a routine doesn't mean it's more certain. So we got to get our heads around that. There's nobody, he, this savior complex stuff doesn't, <laughs> it, oh, right. Another topic. Totally. But this, you know, it's a false sense of certainty. Yeah. Here's the other thing I want to say. When I was, when I, I had a lot happen by the time I was 12. And one of those things was, uh, I, I was in, we thought it'd be fun to ride the waves. Uh, there was a hurricane out over Cuba. Uh, and so South Florida was getting waves over the, over the pier. And mm -hmm. we rode our bikes, me and my brother, we were going to go body surfing or we took our, <laughs> we took our rafts. We didn't know it would be that big of a wave, right? We didn't know right. the waves were that huge. Beach is closed. No worries. We're on bikes. We're kids. We don't care. Yeah. And lo and behold, George, this little lifeguard we knew, was there like that a good day. guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. <laughs> George, we, we were there a lot. And he took us out past where the waves were breaking. And, and you know, it really wasn't that fun. I was getting kind of seasick riding mm -hmm. these swells way past the pier. And, and I was like, well, we were going to ride the waves in. I said, I'm going to go in. And so I start going in and there's a place at which the waves crest and there's an undertow. Mm -hmm. And these waves are pounding down into the sand. And those weren't waves you could ride yet. It was too rough. What happened for me was I got taken out by one of those waves and my raft was caught around my ankle. Mm. And, and I tried to stand up. And then another one came and I got knocked sideways and I couldn't tell what was going on. And then another one came and I was facing the, in the sand and I couldn't figure out one end from the other. I was done. I could tell I was done. And there's a little bit of panic and there, I'm sharing this story for a reason, guys. It's important. Yeah. So I knew I was drowning or something like that. And that's all I could say at the time. I didn't. Here's why. In that moment, I, I, I was, it was totally dark. I'm like, okay, according to the, let's see, the Jewish temple, the Christian Bible school, the Baptist church I went to, you know, like I was confused religiously. Okay. Yeah. They just don't jump here. Go, go to this for the summer. Bye kid. You know, we were just shipped off to whatever was convenient, but the bottom line was there's, there's a, uh, your little life will flash before your eyes. There'll be a tunnel and some light. You're supposed to go to the light. Oh, okay. So I'm looking for all that, right? I'm like, literally, I can feel something's happening. I pulled out of my body and there was no fear, no pain, no worries. There was nothing. It was peaceful. It's mm. some of the, I still remember it. It was like the biggest sense of peace that I have known. And I, and I, and I'm, like in my mind's eye, I'm, I'm kind of looking around like, where am I supposed to go now? What's what's happening now? And I wasn't sure if I was manufacturing it. Like, is there a light I'm supposed to be going to or something? I've, I've since learned, don't do that. Because <laughs> that's 
you know, it's not reincarnation, it's reincarceration. And, <laughs> and it is, it's a soul trap to come, come mm -hmm. back. Just, just decide to exit the matrix. That's another topic. But anyway, yeah. here's what happened. I had this experience and it was total bliss. It's easier to die than it is to live. It was so peaceful. And mm. I want people to know that none of us is going to get out here out of here alive. Why, why not live out loud? Like seriously go for it because if it's not your time, it won't be your time. Just like go, just do. If it mm. calls to you, it is for you. You know what you want, wants you even more than you want it. <laughs> That's so true. I love it. Saying, right? Yeah. There's a, There's a reason. So, you know, so what happened, the reason I'm here to tell you this is so crazy. Mind you, beach is closed. Nobody's there. Except me and my brother and George. They can't see what's going on. The waves are so big. They have no idea what's happening. I could have just, you know, floated away. Yeah. But no, no. A stranger pulled me up from these incredible waves and sat me down on the shore, looked me in the face and said, you okay? And I said, I think so. <laughs> I, I think so. Okay. And I watched him walk down the beach and disappear. And I sat out there and I looked at the waves. Yeah, this I've had some crazy shit happen. I looked at the waves and I was like, Oh, that's when I got scared. Oh, I almost mm. just died. Oh, I almost just drowned. Yeah. I should have needed resuscitation, all things mm -hmm. considered, to have had that out-of-body experience. Right. But I wanted people to know that when, when we lose somebody, when they cross <sighs> over, they're in a better place. They are. Because it right. is peaceful. You don't have the, the recollection of all the stuff you went through. There's a disconnect that happens. Right. And it's cool. It's like, good for you. You got the, you got the ticket out. Good. Right. On. Right. So why don't we just, you know, take a step off the curb, like, like crossing the, the, there's a little five lane highway out here. It's not like, you know, I 95 it's, it's five lanes though. Right. But if you step off, off, off the curb to cross this, cross the highway, we've all done this Yeah. at the right time. I mean, you know, make sure the traffic's not right clear on your side all you can account for is what's coming your way you step across you might have to pause in the center lane because the traffic going the other direction is still going but you know what happens how often right the traffic slows down people wave you through or yeah. there's a break in the traffic but none of that would have happened if you didn't step off the curb back right there. right nobody on this side knows with you standing on the curb that you're going to need to cross five lanes they're not yeah. going to stop for you. And that's that's the magic of moving forward. When we move forward, the doors can open, but only until we're about ready to put our hand on the handle. Yeah. Yeah. And then it happens. So yeah. just go for it. Live out loud. Take a chance. Do civil disobedience. Yeah. You know, I have a I have a great episode. It's the most popular one on how to deal with a dumbass, a spiritual perspective. <laughs> and it is with John, John Lukash medical researcher who came up with all kinds of solutions to you know what and um has has very good success with that anyway we had we had the best time and he he did 45 minutes the first time at 30 the next because he's full of it he's full <laughs> of ideas on civil disobedience and he's just talking about pulling down sides and going hell no right. i'm not doing it i'm right. not and the and the people the optometrists you know they're all like you know, in skin suits and masked up. And it's like, wait a minute, 
you have to have this, you have to have that to get your eyes examined. He goes, fuck you. I just want to get my contact lens replaced. <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling sides down as he's walking out. He goes, stupid, stop it. Yeah, yeah. That that matters. If everybody did matter. that, my God, it'd be fun. Right. Yeah, it's you can only be ruled if you obey the rules, right? And there's so many people. It's, well, it's kind of amazing wait, to think. Wait, say that again. <laughs> we the, the only reason there's rules is because we obey them. Like we make the rules, we make the rules, not the people in authority. They can tell us to do things, but we choose whether to do them or not. And it just takes a few people to be like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna yeah. do that. I, remember, I remember when COVID first came out, like I was at the park with my daughter and like, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV. So I'm at the park plan. I'm like, this is epic. There's nobody down here. And this cop pulls <laughs> Why up. Why is it so clear? Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing, dude. Yes, play doing stuff and this cop pulls up and he gets out of his car and I'm like, hey man you can't be here I'm like why not he's like because there's a pandemic I'm like you're kidding me pandemic really I don't see anybody dying like I didn't even know about it like this is, they had just closed it for the first day and I'm like what are you talking about and he looks at me he's like I don't know man they just told me I gotta do you guys can't be here <laughs> you know but he totally switched over and he's like and I'm like seriously I'm like well what are you gonna do if I stay here and he's like dude I gotta write you a ticket man you write me a ticket just following like, orders. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's another thing people should think about. Ah, you that know, makes my face go sideways. Orders, <laughs> you're just following orders. <laughs> Stop really? it. Stop following orders. Think about it for a minute. Is that something you really need to do? Everyone should read Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. And then you should never follow orders again unless you think that those orders are something that are worth following. You know, it's this blind faith, this blind allegiance to a power structure that you have no idea has your your best idea in mind. Here's another one, too, that really pisses me off on is the greater good. Who decides what the greater good is? Who gets to decide that for greater good for who? Doesn't that, that one really gets me? Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And if we follow the money, we know who the greater good is. Yeah. And it doesn't include you and me. <laughs> You're not part of the greater good. We, no. You. And I'm like, you idiots, if you steal and kill all the peasants, who are you going to rob next? Right, right. Morons. Yep. Come on. I mean, seriously. Like, have you thought this through? No. Jesus. It, it, greater good. Yeah. Do harm to none. Yeah. All those guys in white coats posing as, as you know, authoritarian figures are idiots. Not right. all of them, but a lot of them. And they're and to do harm to none means do no harm to, to big harma. Okay. Yeah, big, big harma. That's so funny, Bonnie. I, I, no, talk, no, don't end the show. I gotta go to the dentist right now. And I could get drilled on on my tooth. I gotta. <gasps> I know. I, I have know. put it off, George. Oh, you gotta, you gotta go do it. Dude, you gotta get it done. Toothaches are the worst. Surgery. Oh, you got to, your wrist is broken. I. That's why I didn't do it. I've had more friends go into the hospital and come out with something else. My friend, this was outpatient. That was what they said. My friend went in for esophagus surgery. Oh. He was also pure. Two weeks later, he died of a heart attack. Mm. Do the math because they make sure that you have. Did you do this? Are you going to do this? What about the booster? You how many did you get? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> They've 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 shown that there's graphene oxide in these in the anesthetic for for dental. Mm. Yeah, we need a we need a list of dissident dentists. Mm, that's a good I, point. That I, I promise they've got to be out there. Yeah, because I saw them spin centrifuge spin 
that uh, anesthetic. And I know it's important, bro. Listen, it's embarrassing. I got, you know, Tennessee haggletooth. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I, I, I usually have this gigantic smile and I'm just like, oh, I have this part, you know, and it's because they've made it dangerous to go to a regular dentist. Mm. He spun the anesthetic, took a magnet to the test tube and literally stroked, combed the test tube. And at the bottom was an accumulation of black stuff that is graphene oxide. And that is very toxic. Mm. That's what's buried in these shots. Well, thanks for that. Now I'm going <laughs> to. I know. I know. I, we've got, look, through awareness and right. acceptance. Education. Like, oh, okay. It's like that, huh? Awareness, yeah. acceptance, and action equals change. So I, like it. I have it on my board, the same board that I used to, to manifest a, a lottery winning a couple of years ago. Yes. I wrote the numbers and I focused on it. And I swear to God, I even knew the day. I wish it would happen again. But anyway, <laughs> um, dissident dentist, dissident dentists. They have, they have got to be out there because, you know, there were OG, OBGYN saying, do not come to my office mm. if you got that thing because you're going to mm. cause my other patients to have a miscarriage. Mm. Get out. That's They're, crazy. That happened. Well, yeah, the shedding, right? Yeah. I had a guy, um, long and short of it is I had, I had nobody come over here. It ended up happening that I, seriously, some things seem to be divine and it, it was not a good divine. Okay. Some things just seem to be faded. Right. Even before I went out that afternoon, George, I was like, my intuition said, clean up the house a little bit. And I was like, mm -hmm. why? Nobody comes here. And I did it anyway. And I ended up having somebody visit. Um, I, we were supposed to have a glass of wine at the bar. The bar closed early. It was Sunday night and we ended up here. And I said, you sit down there. I'll sit at this end. The movie's in the middle. Here we go. Yeah. And it was the best I could do. And I, I stood here before I sat down and my intuition said, uh, 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 uh. And I sat down anyway. And what happened is he turned into a total octopus <laughs> And he had his hands down my sweater. He was rub and I haven't been, I haven't had a, a, a steady for a long time. You know, it's like, oh, it's nice to be touched. Yeah. yeah. He was, you know, massaging here and this and that. And, you know, I, I, I guess what happened? I was sick for a week. Mm. After that, I broke out in four kinds of hives. My face was so swollen that my mouth was turned down on like this. I, I had, you could see fingerprints. Wherever he touched Whoa. me, there were handprints on the backs of my of my shoulder blades where he touched me through my jeans. The welts Whoa. came through my jeans and transferred over to the other leg. I did not know if it was ever going to go away. It was all, anywhere he touched me. There were tracks up and up around my ear, down my neck, wherever he touched me blew out. I mean... <laughs> shedding what the hell was that wow he was an american who just come from a morocco music festival so chances are he got some kind of fresh cocktail coming out of his skin <laughs> right uh, it was that something bad. that's dirty that's dirty dirty come, you gotta come back lonnie you gotta come back and talk about rattle the wake okay we haven't even touched on that yet like this is the new series that gets into the culmination of everything we've been talking about translated into a sort of education and entertainment that has become a series that is helping people see the world in a different way. Yeah. So, perspectives. That yeah. For the better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe you can give a, um, 
what what where can people find you if they want to understand more about some of the previous books that you read, if they want to buy some of the previous books, if they want to understand the, what you're doing for people right now and how they can get involved and the, how to contact you as as someone who is a story editor and, and be involved in some of your projects. And you can give a shout out to where people can find you. I thank you. Um, the books are available on Amazon. It's, you know, under my name, um, Lonnie Ray. Um, I have an author page. Um, Rattled Awake is just one chapter, one weekend, and I help people get their stuff done. And you can find me on LinkedIn for that. And it is a phenomenal opportunity to have expertise to help you get your story told and sold in a professionally published and promoted book. So that's yeah. it. It's a quick nutshell. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, check it out for sure. We're going to have Lonnie back hopefully next week if you get some time. And we'll talk all about Rattled Awake and that process. I'm sure we'll bird walk into some you. other stuff too because it's really fun. And um, I enjoy talking to it. And I really love the way your spirit. I love the stories. And it's really fun. I really enjoy the conversation. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for today. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Check out Lonnie Ray. Go check out Rattled Awake. Check out her other books. Buy them. You'll definitely have fun reading them. You'll be inspired yeah. and you'll learn. So that's all we got for today. Ladies and gentlemen, hang on one Lonnie. I'm going to talk to you still, but that's all for the ladies and gentlemen today. Aloha. All right. Aloha everyone. Thanks for taking a moment to hang out with me in the true life podcast. I truly appreciate it. If you're taking some time to listen to this, whether it's your first podcast with me or you've been with me the whole way, I truly want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Additionally, I would like to try to inspire everyone the world is a crazy place and if you listen to your heart and you take some chances I really think the world will unfold in front of you in ways you can't imagine I've been doing the podcast for about five years last year I decided to take the plunge well circumstances dictated that I took the plunge and I did I've begun working on the podcast full-time for almost a year now and it's been so rewarding to me that I just want to try and inspire other people. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, follow the voice in your heart. Listen to the song on the wind and embrace the challenge. I think you're strong enough, you're smart enough, and you're good enough to make your dreams come true. But you have to believe in them. And I truly believe wholeheartedly that if you take a chance, a real chance on what is possible, then your dreams will unfold in front of you. Uncertainty can be a monster. It can be something that we run away from. But much like fear, if you stand in front of it, it's not that big of a problem. I know everyone listening to this has a dream and a vision, and I hope you all conquer it. And I want you to know it's possible. Take baby steps and move towards it, and you will get closer to it. Your relationships will be better. Your life will be better. And you know what? You deserve it. You're an amazing person. If you get a moment, Go down to the show notes. If you can, support the show. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get to it.